Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 30, Iowa State. Felt good about that one the whole way through, huh? Easy peasy. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Podcast gear available online. Click the link in the show notes. Or don't. West Virginia, you know what's better than winning one road game in conference during the course of the season? Double that. And West Virginia doubled their road win total in conference tonight by beating Iowa State at Iowa State 77 to 71. So West Virginia's two road victories in conference this season came from the two worst teams in the conference. And that's okay. Because again, two, let me do the math here. Plug it into the calculator. Yes, two is more than one. And it's twice as much. Hold on. Twice as much. So that's a great thing. Man. It was a weird way to get there, right? (laughs) First of all, West Virginia broke 40 in the first half. Let's say West Virginia University basketball was a human, one human, that was sick. And what was ailing them was scoring like he, he like wvu goes to the doctor hey doctor i'm sick well what's it what's what's explain what's going on well i can't score really having a hard time scoring and it's been like a month okay maybe not a month doc but maybe like at least two three weeks i haven't been able to score and i'm sick of not being able to score. What what do you got for me? Well, as your doctor, you know, there's not anything that's 100% foolproof here. You probably could lose some weight because I think that's what doctors say. If, if you're sick and you don't know, they're like, how about you just lose some weight? But also, you know what? I'm going to write you a pres- prescription, all right? And no refills. You're only, <laughs> write this up take it and it's a game against Iowa State oh yeah doc what's that gonna do for me well they're not good at defense and so uh you'll be able to score you're telling me that you're not able to score go to Iowa State and you'll be able to score all right so take this give it to the pharmacist you're not going to be cured for a long time for before a short-term measure you know, to get you to score, then, uh, again, my remedy (laughs) is Iowa State. So this is what the doctor ordered. 
West Virginia broke 40. They were up 13 at the half. There are some weird shots that went into the basket tonight from both from both teams. But at the end of the first half, West Virginia's up 11. Somehow Culver gets it late. He thinks that the buzzer's about to sound ending the first half. In fact, it was not. That was seven seconds, seconds away. He throws up a heave, does not hit the rim, bounces off the backboard. Deuce gets it, miraculously, throws it out to Shot Robot. Shot Robot finds Culver back close to the rim again, passes it to him. Culver makes it. And what happens next is even more interesting, is that Derek Culver, once that happened, he was smiling from ear to ear. And it was amazing. Because I haven't seen, I don't know how many times I've seen Derek Culver smile, but especially during this rough stretch, his his body language, Derek Culver's body language has been the opposite of an ear-to-ear smile. So to see him walk into the half smiling, that felt good. I couldn't trust it as a sign of victory, but it felt good to see him smile. And so West Virginia goes up 13 at the half, feeling pretty good about breaking 40 in one half, knew that they weren't going to break 80, but you know, they got close. But anyways, what was missing in that first half and what was not missing in the first half was West Virginia shooting over 50%, getting the ball inside and scoring. Haley was scoring. Derek was scoring. And three-point shots were going in. Jordan McCabe made a three. Shot Robot made a three. Deuce made a three. It was it was really something because, you know, we've been shooting, you know, under 20% from three for it seems like eight or nine games. So to see threes go in, especially wide open threes, we're in a situation watching this team where guys who we think are shooters are wide open shooting a three, and you're surprised that they go in. And that's not a them problem. That's a that's a me problem. And again, it it's a me problem because that's what's happened. <laughs> so to see him going in, pleasantly surprised. Second half, what was missing in the first half was the mandatory WVU scoring drought, right? West Virginia has at least one of those every game. And so you knew it was coming in the second half. West Virginia got it out of the way early in the second half, like immediately, because Iowa State scored the first 11 points of the second half and ended up outscoring WVU 20-4 to in the first eight, nine minutes. <laughs> and Iowa State took the lead at home, and the crowd was into it. And that was a, uh-oh, Here we go again. Nobody's smiling at that point, very obviously. And yet, what kept West Virginia in this game, despite that scoring drought, was West Virginia made free throws. You heard it right here. I'm not kidding. West Virginia made their free throws, especially in the second half, because there wasn't a lot of free throw shooting in the first half. I'm just I'm not gonna give you the 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 total stat. I just want to name individuals. Oscar Shibwe had five opportunities for free throws. 
He made all five. So let me crack out. Let me crack open the calculator again. Five out of five. Let me get the percentage here. One hundred percent. Wow. Deuce McBride, six opportunities at the free throw line. Made all six, including four for four in the last 16 seconds of the game to ice it. So six out of six. Yep, 100%. Taz Sherman, four for four. Let me do, let me do that math. That's 100%. So three guys shot 15 free throws, and those three guys made 15 for a average of 100%. And we were, you know what? I'm going to say it, and it's not we because I'm not on the team, but WVU was due for a good night at the free throw line. Now, a guy I didn't say was Derek Culver, but Derek Culver didn't do an offer. He made at least one of his free throws. Jermaine Haley, not great at the line, at least made one of his free throws. And West Virginia needed all of them. And so West Virginia got down, then got back up 10, and then Iowa State made a couple of ridiculous shots, cut the lead to three, and then West Virginia made free throws. To win the game. And so let's be very clear. Iowa State missing their best player. Not good at defense. Second worst team in the conference. Maybe the worst team in the conference without the NBA guy. And yet West Virginia has not been able to prove that they can win away from Morgantown in conference. And coming off the worst... (laughs) I listened back to that Oklahoma episode, the last one. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, don't, unless you want to hear somebody really, (laughs) really at a breaking point. (laughs) And uh, so coming off of that, big win tonight. So where does that leave WVU? Well, it leaves West Virginia at eight and nine in conference. That's good for a tie for fifth place in the conference with Oklahoma. Unfortunately, Oklahoma swept WVU. So if any tiebreaker situation, if they end up with the same record, Oklahoma is going to be above WVU because Oklahoma beat WVU twice. All right. So Kansas in first, Baylor second, third, unless I'm mistaken, is Texas. You know that team that we put almost 100 on that looked terrible in Morgantown? And Shaka Smart's getting fired. They're they're, they're already trying to figure out who to get the next guy. Maybe John Beeline's going to be there. Texas is third with a chance to really, I think they play Oklahoma State in the last game. Or Kansas State, like like a team that's below them. And if they win that game, they'll go 10 and 8 in conference and for sure be the third best team in the conference. <laughs> conference record wise, right? And then Texas Tech is tied with Texas right now at 9 and 8. And then right behind WVU is TCU at 7 and, and 9. They're playing Kansas tomorrow. I rarely make predictions on this show, 
TCU is going to lose that game at Kansas. So that's going to put them at 7-10. and 10. So last game, senior day, Saturday, West Virginia plays Baylor. If somehow they're able to beat Baylor, then <laughs> I don't have a calculator for how this works because the tiebreakers are kind of wonky in the Big 12 as far as seeding. West Virginia cannot get the three seed by my uh, feeble brain. So that puts them either anywhere between fourth and sixth, depending on what the other teams do around WVU. But what that means for WVU is that they don't have to play in the first round, either the 7-10 game or the 8-9 game. All right? So that's good. Less less games is, is better. If West Virginia loses to Baylor, which we can all, you know, see as a possibility because of, you know, Baylor, then that puts WVU at either 6th or 7th at 8-10 and 10 in conference. And then we're watching TCU play Oklahoma at 6 p.m. on Saturday. If TCU loses, then WVU will hold on to 6th. If TCU beats Oklahoma at home on that stupid court design, then TCU and WVU are going to be tied at 8 and 10, and TCU has the tiebreaker. Because of I don't I don't know how that works. I just know that they well, they beat Baylor. And for some reason in the tiebreakers, that means that the TCU is better than WVU in the seedings. And that puts West Virginia playing the first round in the 7-10 matchup, uh, just like they did last year, except last year they were the 10th seed and they would play Kansas State. You got that? And then and they would play Kansas State at Kansas City which is not great, but tons of scenarios. I think everybody plays on Saturday that wraps up the regular season. You know what? I'm ready for the regular season to end <laughs> as much as I love this team as I'm, and as much as I love basketball, can we be done with the regular season? Because you know, February random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Exciting news from the folks at Dyer Prime. I'm so excited to share this with you. Now, this is not the news. They can make a custom design for you and put that design on lots of stuff, right? They've got a new way they can put your design on something. It's called embroidery. It involves like thread and stuff and stitches and you can get your logo created into thousands of stitches placed on a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever you embroider. Hats. Cool stuff like that. Embroidery. You've got initials in your name. They got fonts to put your initials on a towel or, or a bathrobe, whatever. Call or text Dyer Prime to find out more on this fantastic new opportunity, 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Fast food breakfast. Wendy's is getting into fast food breakfast again. 
Do you remember when Wendy's did fast food breakfast before? Neither did I. I think I had it once. And it was not very good. And guess what happened? Wendy's stopped doing breakfast. Now they're back with breakfast. And they're back and they're bigger than ever. In that that's what they say that they are. And that they have America's best breakfast. And from what I can tell, I've looked at the menu. I've actually tried some of the items. Here's what here's Wendy's strategy. All right. Follow this. McDonald's, very successful with breakfast, right? All right, so we can't do exactly what they are doing. Because I we kind of did that last time and it didn't work out. All right. Who else is good at breakfast? Who else does breakfast? Burger King. You know what they got? Chris Sandwich. All right. That sounds fun. All right. That's different. So let's take a look. Let, McDonald's has some good stuff. So let's take some of their stuff. All right. And then let's take some of Burger King stuff. Okay. But what can make us different than Burger King and McDonald's? Okay, I've got an idea, all right? This is me being Wendy's. Hey, let's take McDonald's items and Burger King items and do the exact same thing, only we're going to add a half a stick of honey butter. (laughs) Yeah. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. That's pretty good, right? But what if it was a bake or what if it was a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with a half a stick of honey butter? Now we're talking. Number one, it's different. Number two, nobody complains about butter. And it's gonna be delightful. That's the thought process that Wendy's is going for with their new breakfast menu. And I gotta say. And again, uh, as the consumer, I'm not anti-butter ever. Pro-butter. Butter. Properly rated. But it's it's a great thing. Does that make a Wendy's breakfast sandwich messy? Of course it does. Because why? Because it's a half a stick of butter. All right? <laughs> And it's, it's not now if (laughs) that's melted butter, by the way, they're not just, (laughs) you can't ask for the half a stick of butter on the side. All right. The other thing that they're doing, this is the other Wendy strategy. Hey, you know, we don't have, we're going to, we're not going to name our coffee. All right. We're just going to say we've got coffee. Okay, but we also have this frosty machine that works most of the time. What if, what's better than just caffeine? Loads of sugar. So let's, let's go have coffee, have frosty and call it a frosty latte. That, I, I'm making up that word, or am I? So you and 
we've got vanilla or chocolate frosty. So vanilla frosty latte or a chocolate frosty latte. And it's going to be delightful. It's going to be a mix of of bitter and sweet. But we're serving dessert for breakfast. And that's fine. Again, I'm not, I'm just telling you what their strategy is. So have you had the Wendy's breakfast yet? I had it once. They had the seasoned potato uh, wedges as the side dish and the combo. I enjoyed those. Those were tasty. I enjoy a half a stick of butter. Um, Will this Wendy's breakfast last? Probably not. Because people are used to going to McDonald's. So McDonald's will always have breakfast. They'll be the champs. And Burger King will kind of do it. You know who's doing breakfast? I think they're still doing it. Subway. When's When's the last time you had a Subway breakfast? You go in... You're looking at um, the egg. The egg is already made. Now, Wendy's is coming to, coming to us with the fresh cracked egg to put on the sandwich as a differentiator. I don't know if how much that is or not. Subway's differentiator with eggs is like, no bones about it. This is an egg. Uh, <laughs> this is an egg slab. This is a yellow egg slab, or if you want egg white slab. And we'll put that on a sandwich for you. My opinion, Subway. Uh, yes, I guess eat fresh, but also eat a mysterious egg patty for breakfast. No. Is that too many words? Anyways, breakfast talk. Final thoughts coming up. Permanti Brothers is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Permanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Huge screens, huge deals, and way better than sitting on your couch. Download the Permanti Brothers app and score big all season long. All you need to do is download the app, scan your receipt, and you'll start earning points with each dollar you spend towards free food and awesome deals. Permanti Brothers, your go-to brothers on game day and every day. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. As I mentioned earlier, the last game of the regular season is this Saturday, Senior Day, 2 p.m., ESPN Plus. The regular season finale streamed. West Virginia plays Baylor. And Baylor is in second place in this conference by a mile. West Virginia lost to Baylor in Waco by only 11. Wink, wink. They could have beat them by 40, but they ended up beating them by 11. Baylor beat WVU. Baylor will have something to play for, in theory. A chance to tie Kansas, and I don't know how that tiebreaker works. But WVU has something to play for in that If they win, they can avoid the first round of the Big 12 tournament and playing a Kansas State team 
that they beat at home, like not in a close game, and then got thumped in Manhattan, Kansas. And again, the Big 12 tournament every year is in Kansas City, Missouri. And Kansas State, much closer to Kansas City than, you know, Morgantown. But anyways, final game for our three seniors, Jermaine Haley, Chase Harler, Logan Rout. Last home game for those three guys. I will be in attendance of this game, and I don't want to jinx anything. I'm just telling you what it is. I've never seen WVU lose in the Coliseum. And I'm that I can't jinx it. I'm just telling you that's what's happened. Okay? And I'll be there. The odds are against WVU because, you know, Baylor being probably a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And again, they'll have something to play for. We'll see how it goes. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. Ask Alexa to play Unreasonable Doubt. See if that works. I think it does. Also listen on CastBox. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate this podcast five stars. I think that helps this podcast if you do that. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. Welcome to March. March, way better than February. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2019-2020 season. 20 wins! 10 losses. <laughs>